Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing, and so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security, our nation all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases, limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas, and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit lightsonenergy.com. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello, and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie. And I am Scout, the older sister of Mads. And, you know, just like my own human being apart from being Mads' sister, which is a full-time job, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, being my sister is a full-time job? Yeah. I mean, I think about your well-being. I'm worried about your bloating situations. I'm wondering if your luxurious hand soap is running low. There are things that I think about. Wow. Whoa. This is... uh you really know me. Um, the bloating has gone significantly worse. Um, some would say just like sustained. It's just a sustained bloating. You know what? It's actually a skill. It's a skill. How would I have been able to do with my fucking body? Like the other day I ate a salad. I ate a salad and I was, oh no, actually no, I know what it was. I ate an impossible burger for the first time in my entire life. And I thought, look at me. I'm being healthy. I'm eating plant-based No, this motherfucker fucked up my stomach. I have never felt more bloated. I I showed my, I I had this impossible burger with my best friend, Brett, and, you know, digestive digestive system on fleek for her. It just, like, went right through her. And I was there. I I showed her. I was like, look at what just happened. We both ate the same thing. Look at what just happened. Now do you believe me that I'm bloated all the time? And she was like, girl, you, like, you look pregnant. (laughs) Like, there's something wrong. I think I speak for the entire sisterhood community that we would like to politely unsubscribe from the bloatation content because it's just stressing me out a lot and thinking about 
leafy greens not being able to digest to digest in your stomach and i'm sorry this is I a trigger for you i'm sorry this is that a, um <laughs> this is uh probably 90 percent of my identity and for okay 90 percent 90 percent the podcast unsubscribes from this content then 90 percent of me has to be on 90% of my fucked up nightmares that I tell you the next day are, no, all, okay, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say that 90% of me are my fucked up nightmares and thoughts in my head that I try to tell you about, and then you unsubscribe from that content. So I have the right to unsubscribe from aspects of you. No, the the unsubscribe content that I have unsubscribed from you was you sending me photos of your boobs. That is the content I unsubscribe. I do not unsubscribe to your fucked up thoughts in your mind. Wait, when did I send you pictures of my boobs? You sent me some photos, and you told me that your tits were watermelons. And I wrote... <laughs> unsubscribe and i think i speak for the whole okasis community when i say unsubscribe <laughs> from the watermelon tit combo <laughs> please also you know what i just noticed you know what i just noticed what? um this is gonna be a sh- this is gonna be a very seamless plug into our sweatshirt but um our gratitude sweatshirt says tit in the middle i know also sisters our gratitude sweatshirt is only well, right now it's on pre-sale, but we're taking it off pre-sale, off sale, off everything by the end of this week. This was just like a two-week limited edition situation. So if you want to get a really fucking cute sweatshirt and it's super cozy, it's like lightweight but very soft inside that says gratitude, um, go to the link in our show notes. The link to purchase is there or you can go to our Instagram and uh, you can find out where to buy it there. But this is the last week that it is on pre-sale and then... Uh, They will go into production and start shipping out soon. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to see everyone in it. It's the coziest sweatshirt ever. And, like, everyone knows I've been a sweatsuit fiend uh, this past year. And this one, I think, uh, I think trumps it all. Guys, we went through a lot of a lot of heartache for this sweatshirt. We oh were there was a point we we had a low point where we were direct messaging with Alibaba to get a sweatshirt. And then we thought, who are we? How have we stooped to this level? What are we doing with our lives? And so we recollected ourselves and said, there has to be a cute sweatshirt that's sustainably made, ethically made in Los Angeles, good quality that we can we can work with. And we found it. We did. Um, So, yeah. So you have to get you have to get it um, ASAP and obviously tag us in any photos that you post and we will uh, repost you and talk to you because we talk to everyone that DMs us and comments. Yeah, I think that our engagement skills are uh, on point. Oh, they are. We send voice notes. If you guys ever want to like chat with us, like I send voice notes. So I love. So I love sending voice notes. Don't like receiving them. Interesting. You once sent me a nine-minute voice note, <laughs> and I, I just wanted to understand like the mechanics of that. I was like, how do you hold your hand on the button for that long? First of all, actually. Like, cause when I hold the button and then my phone goes black, the the message is erased. Anything that I said before, I have to redo. So it's just like a fucking nightmare. I didn't understand how you did nine minutes. I did send you a night. So I I have a mindset coach that I've been working with for almost a year now. Her name's Amy Natalie, and we use Voxer, so we send voice notes back and forth. So I have been getting into the art of the voice note. And I obviously love hearing her voice notes because they have to do with my healing and, you know, transformational mindset perspectives that I need in the moment. 
So I've been upping my voice note game and I've noticed that I've been sending her longer and longer ones as the time goes on. But when you're like voice noting with a friend, like you're instead of texting, they send you a voice note. It's like in your back to back between meetings, you can't get to that voice note for a long time. Whereas if it was a text, you could just read it real quick and respond. So I like sending voice notes because it's easier than texting, but then receiving them, you have to carve out a minute or two to listen to it. You're spot on here. Um, my boyfriend, who you'll hear a little bit more of later in this episode, um, he always says that it is the biggest fuck you to send a voice note um, because it's totally. like you're you're sending you're you're essentially giving them the message that um, their time is worthless and that um, you just have you have no respect for uh, their time and what they are doing in their life. And I was like, but I am showing them a personality and. It is, yeah, it is much easier for me. (laughs) No, but there's sometimes you and I send voice notes where it's just like, it it just makes sense to send the voice note real quick. It's like, it just. Or sometimes stuff gets lost in translation over text message. If you want to be very specific about something, it's easier to send a voice note. So I understand. But if you're trying to have an actual conversation back and forth with someone, it's a text or it's a call. I'm glad we cleared that up. I think everyone was really you know, distraught over this uh, debate. And we cleared it up, I think. Yeah. 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 I I agree. Okay. So um, this episode, as you've seen from the title, when you press play in the podcast app, is quite different from the rest of our podcast. It's a little special Valentine's Day treat for you all. uh, We have some men on the podcast, sisters. We invited men into the sacred space of sisterhood. We invited big dick energy. I don't know what, I don't know if we're going to be like shaking up the equilibrium of uh, the pod of the OKC community, but uh, we brought men, the men, the men were here, the nice Jewish boys. Yes. So my husband, Adam was a guest. Maddie's boyfriend, Ben was a guest. And the four of us chatted for like an hour about first impressions, what we think of one another, what they thought of our family, favorite sex positions, favorite sex positions, um, long-term relationship tips, lots of things because um, our producer, Jess and Helen, made us do this. Truly, if we're being honest, they said, hey, I want your significant others on the pod. And I said, boys." I said, okay, here we go. As John Mayer would say, it's for the boys. I have no fucking clue what that is in (laughs) reference to. I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. Good. Good stuff. Good to know. Um, but anyway, sisters, we hope you enjoy. Um, we're interested to see what you think, or if there's any energetic shifts between me and Mad since our significant others are in the room. We're excited to open up this new kind of like I don't know, very personal part of our lives. Very personal. Yeah. We would love to hear any and all feedback, and I think you guys will really enjoy this. Um, and I'm just so excited. I'm excited that we finally brought some some testosterone and up in here yeah and i'm feeling com- compelled to say we have a secret facebook group sisters so we will post share your deepest what- darkest secrets in there oh okay yeah we can start a th- we can start a thread on that i like Ooh, that idea deepest darkest secrets yeah just I'm get down. real vulnerable real quick anyways the secret facebook group is okay, would you sisters. would you would you say the time that you shit your pants in our dad's house i mean i said that <laughs> on a podcast already so <laughs> it's like public information i'm really happy that you brought I it just, up in this really I, beautiful romantic I episode like, i try to bring up that story anytime i can and this just seemed like the right time 
Oh my god. Okay, the funniest post ever, real quick before we oh get no. into this episode. Oh no. Sarah Foster. It could have been Aaron Foster. Really oh. don't remember. Uh, interchangeable. 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 One of them posted a photo of three girls um butts, like they're in bikinis and they're you know, it's like their butts you basically mm-hmm. are looking at, like super hot girls. Okay. And it says that her husband liked it. And so she circled her husband's name and posted it on Valentine's Day and said, Happy Valentine's Day to the to the guy who still doesn't understand that likes are public. And it was phenomenal. I mean, just premium. Like absolute premium content from those two. Sarah and Aaron Foster, we will clear our schedules for you if you would like to come on the pod. It was so good that I almost got mad that Adam doesn't like sexy girl photos because I wanted to catch him in the act and publicly humiliate him on Instagram, but he doesn't do that. Or that's so I know. Well, yeah, that takes a lot of uh, investigative, you know, journalism to find uh, to find that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, swift transition into the episode. Which we were already talking about and now we're coming back to. So anyways, enjoy sisters. Men on OK Says podcast. Maybe it's the last time. Maybe it's not. We'll until see Bill Hader. This is, the, this is the last time until Bill Hader. Or until our dad comes on. We're not sure. Right. OK. Love you, sisters. Love you. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster, growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. 
when I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing, and so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security, our nation all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases, limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas, and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit lightsonenergy.com. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey. Oh, oh, we got some men on OKSIS podcast today. We have male energy. (laughs) Big dick energy, baby. Big male energy. Do I put my mouth on the microphone? No, no, just a little bit away, babe. Okay. Amateur. Okay, so, no, sh- yeah, amateur. <laughs> I am an amateur. You're all like comfortable on the mics. I tried to get on one the other day and it was so bad. It was pretty fucking bad, guys. I went into it. I was like, I have so much to say. This is going to be so great. And he then- spent like two minutes being like, um, yeah, uh, well, uh, like just a lot, a lot of po- like, yeah, welcome like to compounding pauses. It is an art form. Um, people don't realize how fucking hard it is to actually Are we talk. are we artists? Are we artists? Artiste, yes. Okay. Welcome to Okay Sis Boyfriend and Husband Edition for a, a special Valentine's Day treat. I love this because Ben is just like removed <laughs> from you in the background just with the biggest smile just like 
there's my babe. Check her out. Well, the thing is, Ben June has injured his uh, foot. So he is stationary for all of Valentine's Day. His foot is being elevated over here. So we are we have been parked on this couch watching rom-coms all of Valentine's Day. I think this is how Maddie wanted it to work out, actually, because we would have had these grand plans going around town, and now we're just staying put, watching rom-coms. It's it's the best Valentine's Day that Mads could ask for. Ben's like, the only thing that can happen is that you give me a blowjob today. Like, <laughs> literally, I cannot do anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just getting right <laughs> into right. it. And he's like, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's introduce them so the listeners know the difference between their voices. Uh, babe, why don't you introduce yourself as Scout's husband? Hello, I'm Scout's husband. What's your name? My name is Adam. And what do you do? I uh, am a PhD uh, student at the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla. I study gut bacteria and how we might better affect them to have a positive impact on human health. Beautiful. Biome. And Ben. Oh, my name. You introduce right. yourself. <laughs> my name is Ben. That was, that was my contribution to what Adam just said. <laughs> just a <laughs> microbiome. <laughs> All right. I, I was going to ask Adam what's, uh, what is gut bacteria. No, 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 no. We don't have time. But if you not, know not, Adam, not, not, not gonna, the forum. Not gonna the forum. That's going to spawn a whole different podcast. So I'll just introduce myself. I'm Ben. I'm Maddie's boyfriend. Shameless plug for my own podcast, How Do You Do Podcast. Which like Scout a, was on. Which Scout was on. Listen to Scout's episode. It's an incredible episode. And you can check us out on Instagram at HDYDPod. Wow. You've uh, you've really learned the uh, the uh, self-promotion little uh, techniques there. Well, I watch you two do it every week. So hopefully I've picked up a few things. What else do you do, Ben? So I work in TV writing. I've been fortunate to work in writer's rooms for the past several years on cool shows that hopefully you'll get to see soon, including... Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. And for all the for all the anime uh, stands out there. Yeah, this will be a live action remake with John Cho of Harold and Kumar fame, and uh, and also on this show that'll be on Apple later called We Crashed, about the rise and decline of WeWork. And Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway just got cast, so should be fun. Oh, I love that. Okay, before we, and I think Maddie has questions for all of us. Um, Adam and I have been together for eight and a half years, and you and Ben have been together five? Yep, coming up um, five in the next two weeks. Yep. Are you going to forget your anniversary, or what are the anniversary plans? Oh, no. Uh, we're not like you guys. We actually <laughs> remember our anniversary, but, I mean, since it's the COVID times, we're really not going to be doing anything out of the ordinary. We might be doing exactly what you're seeing here on the couch watching rom-coms. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do current fixations, oh. shall we? All right. Well, <laughs> she was not entertained. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. How are we going to do this? I guess Scout and Adam go first. Okay, cool. Oh, are we supposed to have a joint one? No, no, no. But just like your camp and then our camp. Okay. So your camp and then our camp. Okay. So I debated saying this as my current fixation because it just really destabilizes I think my entire attitude towards Mads and her sweatsuits but Mad Happy gave us their sweatsuit we got the navy blue ones that say Mad Happy because we did a beautiful mental health workshop on our live event with Meadow and Mads I kind of was like I'm over this sweatpant death to the sweatpant but I 
didn't realize how great a fucking sweatsuit is until I put on Mad Happy sweatsuit. Like, this sweatsuit is so fucking good. I haven't taken it off in three days. And now I am, I feel like I'm super late to the game because now I feel very, very attuned with the sweatsuit. Well, now you understand why it's so expensive. You're paying for quality. When you put it on, you understand why it is priced that way. It's not even that the insides are super like comfy or cozy. It's not like a barefoot dreams blanket inside there. Which like you don't want to be, then you'd be schvitzing the whole time if you had that. Yeah, it's really just the fit. Like the fit's fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's my current fixation. I thought you'd be proud. Also, I took a picture. Adam took a picture of me this morning at our pancake brunch outside and I looked at it and I was like, oh shit, I look like fucking Mads. And then Mads DM'd me and she's like, you look like me. And it's, it's scary. It's very scary. Um, you know, I've, I've, uh, ingrained Matt happy into you and welcome to the club. But yes, you do look like me and it's a little frightening. Yeah. We're just becoming the same person, which I don't, uh, you know, I didn't subscribe to, but it's happening. It's so, happening. <laughs> okay, okay. Adam, what is your current fixation? <laughs> okay. I, I put a lot of thought into this. The ones I didn't pick that I almost really wanted to were the vaccine, the South Africa variant, and Dogecoin. But the one that I have selected, which is keeping in the comfortable clothing category, is Kugi sweaters. And this is a risk that I'm taking here. But Yeah, like looking like Bill Cosby. Is that the okay. risk? <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, no. So that's... So that's that's part of it. We have they're gonna have to be called something different now, but I mean they're basically Yeezy sneaker patterns on a format that we're all wearing, and '90s has been trending, and I think I think it's time. You know what? I'll give Adam credit. He has been he has been on top of the trends a few times, Mads. Like, he has. Seen he that was happen. the one that called uh, tie dye before anyone else. Yeah, I was kind of getting like a feeling that it was kind of fun and then <laughs> and then one of what locked it in was um when Kobe passed away and his daughter and one of the photos that was posted of them, she was wearing like a head to toe head to toe tie-dye sweatsuit and I was just like that's it like and this That's was pre-quarantine, like this was before the tie-dye craze. You were the one that you sent Scout and I photos. You, you were like, you guys need to get on this trend. And we were like, ew. And then the quarantine. He also, he also was the one that like started the clear glasses trends yep. and the cacti trends. And just like all these, she's just like on the pulse sometimes. Yeah. Can't really say I started them, but I was in there in the beginning. <laughs> You're one of the pioneers. You're one of the trailblazers. You're one of the early adopters. Okay, you guys go. Okay. So my current fixation, I have gotten back on the romance novel train. And because it is Valentine's Day, it feels very uh, in tune with the theme of this episode. So two romance novels that I would like to recommend to the class. One is called How to Fail at Flirting by Denise Williams. You know, not a great title, but... Very good story and very sexy, I may say. And then the second one is called Party of Two by Jasmine Guillory. This is the second book that I've read by her. And incredible romance novelist, one of the best. And if you're looking for a little steamy read, I would highly recommend those two. And get them from thrift books. 
Are you? Do you read romance novels? Do you feel like you're kind of pigeonholed on the internet because you won't go viral on TikTok unless you're promoting a romance novel? So therefore, the only books that you can read in order to be relevant on the internet are romance novels. Yeah, you, yeah. You've uh, you're spitting facts. You what a, what a what today, a cage. You came today. What a cage. You came today knowing one language. It was facts. Oh, oh. Where'd you hear that one? <laughs> I heard it on TikTok. <laughs> Oh, my God. God help us all. Okay, Ben, what's your current fixation? I got to give Maddie a little more credit. She actually just went viral for a non-romance book. TikTok. Yeah, but that was that was on Camber. That True. was a separate profile. True. There's True. a different algorithm attached there. But, yes, actual mazels for that. Mazels for that. Yes, the, vi- the virality was achieved on the Camber uh, TikTok. If anyone wants to go follow us, it's at Camber app on TikTok. Um, premium content being churned out over there as well, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Go check out Maddie's app, or it's in pre-launch now, but you can download it soon. I, I just got to really plug Camber because I think it's going to be so awesome. And for anybody who travels, like, this is going to save your life. This is going to save your life. You don't have to reach out. Like, I would have to reach out to all my friends and get recommendations, even friends like I met in high school and haven't talked to since. And it's so nice to have this app. So thank you for your service, man. Dude, he's my number one spokesman. He's your he's my, bra- my brand ambassador. <laughs> oh yeah, Adam's my brand ambassador too. <laughs> All right, so All right, so my ben. current fixation. Okay, I was going to say the Australian Open because I'm very into tennis, but I'll I'll give another one that may be more broadly applicable. Wait, Ben, to Ben, at Shabbat we were talking about your eventual wedding one day, and Adam's like. Do you think like we were talking about your bachelor party and we concluded that a tennis a tennis lesson would a hundred percent be involved? Well, as part of a, a norm core extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else did you say you had cooking lesson? We'd have like a cooking class? Yeah, wine tasting. <laughs> a, a, a nice wine tasting, a cooking class, and a tennis tournament. Maybe a walk. A walk. A, walk, a brisk walk. <laughs> a brisk <laughs> walk. <laughs> yeah, speed walk. Oh yeah, yeah. Core. Incredible. Yeah, the adrenaline going. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think I think something that might be more applicable to the audience than Australian Open tennis is perhaps Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land. And I think regardless of politics, what I find really interesting is just the behind-the-scenes elements of things. So, you know, there are a lot of things he mentions where I remember the headlines of that moment. I remember, you know, the end result. But hearing about how he got there and trying to make deals with world leaders, what that looked like, that was really fascinating and he does a great job of breaking it down in a very simple easy to explain way like by heritage i'm iranian and so he takes two pages to brilliantly succinctly concisely express the tension and the reason for the tension behind american iranian relations for example but in a way that's interesting and keeps you engaged and he does that with so many different issues it is a very long book. It's 700 pages. It's so fucking long. He's been reading it every <laughs> fucking morning. He whips out that textbook. But Barack Obama is a great writer. And if 700 pages is too long for you, I've recently gotten into audiobooks. And if I'm really into a book. Did he re- did he do the audio? Yeah, so he narrates. He narrates the audio. OK, maybe I that I don't listen to audiobooks, but I would listen, I would to, listen to Barack to Obama's yeah. audiobook. So the good thing is you can preview the audiobook and see if it's something you might be interested in. But if you're like super anxious to finish books like I am, sometimes what I do is I, I'll splurge on the hard copy and on the audiobook. And then I will just like when I'm driving cash when I'm when I'm driving or something. Well, here's the thing on Audible. I think you get like your first book free. So if you want to just do it for this book, go ahead. But what you can do is like 
Like, I like reading a hard copy because I hate staring at screens all day long. So it's nice to have a little break from a screen. But when I'm driving, if I'm done listening to the podcast of the day that I care about, then I'll switch and I'll listen to the audio book. And I literally, you know, I don't change my routine at all. And I'm able to finish a book in a week. So if you have a, a long book like that and you're willing to splurge, I, I suggest attacking it on two fronts. I'm a long book reader. Yeah. Nothing intimidates me when it comes to books. I do want to do that, but I do want to set aside like a very, very kind of um, focused part of my life on that book because right now I'm in this phase where I'm reading like four books at once for some reason. So I want to wait till I'm at a moment where I'm like really, really, really concentrated on it. But did you read Michelle Obama's book? I have not read her book yet. I saw the Netflix documentary about her book tour, which was exceptional, but I have to read her book. I will say also, if this helps people, my process has been during the week, listen to podcasts and then on weekends, take a break from podcasts, do audiobook. Hmm. And it's like a good, it's like a nice separation mentally for me. You're providing a lot of value, Ben, yeah, like a lot of strategies. <laughs> His process, the process, process. the creative process. Learn all about it and how do you do podcasts. Oh, Jesus. No, because you don't even, you only interview people, Ben. Like maybe you do need to be the highlight of your podcast. You have a lot to offer. Thank you. Maybe I'll get in the solo episode game inspired by you guys. (laughs) Okay. Should we get into this episode? So obviously we have our first male voices testosterone on okcis the the first entry of testosterone on okcis which is so wild and very out of our comfort zone but i thought we would we both thought that we would do a whole episode dedicated to love and romance and basically what one another thinks of the other significant other (laughs) wait wait do you mean what adam and i think of you and ben or what adam thinks of me no 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 what adam thinks of me Oh. <laughs> and, vice versa. and then what Ben and and Scout think of each other. Oh shit! Got it. Cool. Oh, you're in trouble. You're hard, you have a hard one. You have to I talk mean, about Mads. Depending on what kind of questions these are, this is yeah, this is a lot of pressure. Wait, I, can I start with one question, Mads? Sure. What was both of your so Adam and I dated in high school? So like we go back to you know when I was fourteen, fifteen, and you were seventeen, eighteen. So, but I want to hear what your first reaction of our family was. What w- when we first dated, or when like we now. got together this time? Yeah, maybe when we got together this time. What was your What was your uh, initial reaction of the Mayo family? Oh, you're asking me. Yes, I'm asking. I you. thought you were asking. <laughs> I'm asking you and Ben. Who wants to go first? I oh, okay. I thought you were asking Maddie what the Mayo family's reaction was oh, to, to you, you getting back That's together with Adam. Too. So wow. That's kind yeah. of, I'm kind of interested in that too. But Adam, first talk about what the Mayo, what your impression of the Mayo family was. Um, that they're just a lot of fun, very spirited, love to enjoy life as much as possible and go to great lengths to do that. Um, spend a lot of time like preparing events at which to be together and eat delicious food that they've worked hard to make or get and um, put a lot of energy into the energy that's present. And also 
you the first time you met our auntie Shelly, she kissed you on the lips and we had to oh god we wait, had to let prepare me tell you it's hilarious that. wait let me tell this story i think i've told it to ben before but i haven't told it to the okasis community so when adam was first coming to meet like our extended family it was my cousin cousin's engagement party and we have our auntie Shelly, who does like kissing people on the lips when she sees them but you don't have to it's not like a thing right but i told adam as a prank walking in i was like listen you're gonna meet aunt Shelly. you you have to kiss her on the lips. Everybody does it. It'll be weird if you don't. Like, she's going to complain. Like, just be on her good side. Just give her a kiss on the lips. I was like, yeah, sure, Ad- whatever. Adam fucking went straight for Auntie Shelly. planted one right on her lips. And then when he was done, I was like, I was just fucking with you. You did not need to do oh that. God, I'm dying. Did that ever happen to you, Ben? Did she kiss you on the lips? I think so. I think at uh, Maurice's uh, bachelor pad. Oh, for I think at your engagement party, maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay, Ben, what was your first reaction to about the mayos? Well, I thought Lee hated me at first because I didn't know how to flush <laughs> the toilet on the boat. So I kept, and I have to pee notoriously <laughs> frequently. So I, I kept peeing and not flushing. <laughs> and he kept walking out and being like, God damn, who's not flushing? <laughs> so I, I thought I was off to a bad start. But uh, but no, I, I think it, I think I completely agree with what Adam said. It's it's a... Uh, there's a clear bond. There's a clear affection among the whole family. And even though th- it's so funny to see how different, you know, like your dad is compared to the brothers, you see why they're brothers. You see why there's that spirit. And I think it starts with Oma, your grandma. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oma and I got along great because uh, Maddie was being mean to me. And so I just I was like, <laughs> I'm going to talk to Oma. So I started <laughs> talking to Oma and Oma loved me. Uh, she, so told, <laughs> she said to me, she said, Iranians are in fashion. Yeah, yeah so. she said that. She said that. I yeah. remember, we like, what does that, that mean? Yeah. And, you know, like, peop- Iranians don't have a great rap in the United States, so it's always fun when uh, when we're considered fashionable. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, Oma and I got along great, and then I think uh, I think that, that, you know, just seeing how much love and fun there is in the family, that was so heartwarming. I'm, I come from, like, a very conservative, uh, traditional Iranian family, and so it was really fun to be in this roller coaster ride, and uh, I think I think we, you know we complement each other well in that regard. Okay, I have a really <laughs> good segue. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Let's tell okay. the story about how Scout and Ben met. Oh, okay. okay. That was at your birthday party. Your, was it your 21st birthday? So I, Ben and I were in line together to get into the club, but Ben was underage. So I said, just be with me and I'll pretend that you're my date for the for the club. Hold on, and so hold we on. to clarify, it wasn't a club. This was OK. It was a bar. Whatever. It's a 70s bar. Whatever. It was a bar. <laughs> so you were one of Maddie's friends. So I said, just walk with me. I'll get you in. Whatever. So we get into the bar. No, 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 and no, no. In the line. This is the first time I had met Scout and I'm in line to get into this bar for Maddie's birthday. And she, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go in pretending like you know we're con- like the the idea is because i'm under age i should go in confident as though i'm with this older of age person so 
I don't know what Scout's previous experiences were getting into bars, but she turns <laughs> to me and says, if the bouncer asks you to kiss me, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, I am, I, I think, was I, I was just dating you. I was like, I have a boyfriend, so I'm just letting you know that this is just to get you into the bar. Okay, dude? And so we walked in. That is right. I totally fucking forgot about that. And you gave me the weirdest look. Yeah, because what? Yeah, dude, that's what, not normal. If, what, what bouncer would be like, kiss to make sure you guys are together? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this Ben was really desperate to get into the bar. I had to set my boundaries. Oh, God. <laughs> good, good times at Davey Wayne's is not that great. Like, I wasn't that okay, desperate. Okay, well, we got in. That, so that's <laughs> why I first met Scout was her telling me not to kiss her, which I had no intention of doing. But apparently that's a thing that some bouncers... I've asked her to do. I don't think any bouncer has ever asked anybody to do that <laughs> at any bar. I was just covering my bases, okay? I was, like, drunk, and I was covering my bases, people. <laughs> Got it. He was having fun. And okay. then, who knew that you would become my sister's boyfriend? I know. That, w- that was where it all began. I just remember I got there way too early because it was, yeah. like, Maddie, Scout, and eight other women I didn't know. Wait, so like, wait, great. at that okay. moment, you guys were, like, just close friends. Yeah. We well yeah. we've been we've been close friends for a couple years in college and then we didn't start dating till after I graduated. That's right cuz mm-hmm. you were th- that was when you were a senior in college, your birthday? My birthday was I was I think I was going into my senior year. Oh, that was such a shit show of a night. Oh, yes it was. Remember when I showed up to the bar and didn't have my ID? Yeah. And and the so whole thing was so sp- get it? Okay. Yeah. Now, I want to tell the story of when I first this is my first memory of Adam. And he likes to think of this memory differently, but this is how I remember it. So I am going to tell it. In Delmar? What? In Delmar? In Delmar? Yeah. He always says that this is not how it went down, but this is what I think. So I had known Adam because, like, you guys dated, obviously, when, when Scout was, like, a freshman in high school. So, like, I had known of you, but it, you weren't, I don't know, it wasn't, you never really, like, came over. Like, it wasn't really, like, a boyfriend-boyfriend. So then... It was, I think I was maybe a senior in high school and I was with my friends and we were in Del Mar and Adam was in the streets. <laughs> he was just like. He was right up in front of Starbucks. Yeah, on 15th Street. And and he like chased me and he was like, Maddie. He was like, <laughs> he was like how scout? How is she? And I was like. Oh, oh my God, like, uh, she's good. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what point of life this was. But this was, like, when you were trying to get her back, I think. No, this was way before that. Way before? Okay, whatever it was. But, like, I just remember him being so intently, like, making sure I told him how you were. And then I I remember leaving that encounter and being like, wow, that guy loves my sister. Like, you guys weren't (laughs) even together, but I knew just because you were so, like, you just, like, hunted me down and you, like, made sure that that you knew that Scout was all right in this world. I think this is, there's some truth in that. And this is also sort of a mirror into my aspects of my former self that have quieted down a little bit. I think, like, I used to just be extraordinarily extroverted mm. at all times. I think, and, I think that might have um, been it, yeah. And I had, like, an unshakable, like, optimism and zest. No, I didn't have a zest. You have but zest now. Yeah, no, but then, you know, then the weight of the world crushed a lot of... Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's, let's, let's rewind that. Are you saying that your intensity of your love in that moment is not the same intensity it is now? It absolutely is, <laughs> and I, 
I 100% genuinely was excited to see you and excited and eager to hear how Scout was doing and um, and definitely cared about it. Um, maybe my gregariousness took you a little bit by surprise. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe shaped how, uh, how that memory felt for you. Yeah. Um. The way Maddie okay. describes it, like Adam was in the streets and just like popped <laughs> up. It sounds like Adam was doing parkour in front of Starbucks or something. <laughs> like, was that what happened? I mean, I did used to do backflips in random places. <laughs> That's probably one. So I think it was an accurate memory. I think it was accurate. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it and me being like, oh, that's that's interesting. Yep. Yep. Okay, I have a very specific question for Adam. Something that I've always wanted to ask you. So you are very scientific. You have a very Mm -hmm. analytical mind. And Scout here is very spiritual and very woo-woo. Now, you probably won't say that woo-woo-ness has a science to it. So I would love to hear, because I've always thought, like, what does Adam think of how intensely woo-woo Scout is? And how do you, like, cope with that? Or how do you acknowledge it? Do you challenge her on it? Or do you believe it? So we actually had a, a conversation about this yesterday. It was heated, if you were wondering. So I went through a period in, in my own life where it was necessary for me to uh, break open and unravel you know, smash down my ego and break open um, my the inner workings of myself and how that received the world around me and responded to it. And um, also, not to harp on your anonymity, but the whole Oasis community knows that you're sober, so you can that's true. You can say it was rehab. Okay, <laughs> you know, th- a lot of these the methods around getting us to that place of getting the ego out of the way so that we can. Um, reprogram the way that we process um, how we integrate with the world around us is um, has not been sort of uh, s- d- nailed down into a scientific type of platform. Um, but it, I, th- I, I 100% believe that there is is value there. And in, so what I sometimes have to do is. Um, Sometimes the language I feel is a little bit performative, but nonetheless has meaning. And so sometimes I just have to do a little translation and into my, in my, like quietly to myself, like someone says a download, like I'm downloading your being from the universe right now. That just, that means that they're taking a moment to sort of meditatively, um, uh, under feel, um, that person's experience around what the, whatever they're discussing right. similar to how like when when people say chakras or when scout references chakras i just think oh nerve bundles within the physiological body like i translate it as a more scientific or like it human centered way yeah and and you know and there do seem to be these these axes of emotion um that can swing one way or the other and are inextricably linked and sort of can tie in with a lot of ways that we process and respond to social stimuli. Um, so, and, but and how do you, how do you feel 
that I'm spiritual? Do, does it embarrass you? Does it worry you? Do you like it? No, I mean, I think it's, look, like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like sort of sadly agnostic and nihilistic and, and like uh, live in too much existential dread, but I wouldn't even be able to have that this depth of appreciate look but at the same time I, i'm also like very grateful of like how low probability or the reality is that we're here and we exist in these forms and and i may believe that we only get this this complexity of experience because of billions of years of low probability tangential physical events leading to you know us being able to live in constant opposition to the second law of thermodynamics thanks to a con con like a continuous input of of energy from the sun but nonetheless that's fucking insane that all those law low probability events happened in succession and we're here and we're experiencing all of this in this way it's completely remarkable um so to make sense but, of but it, regardless yeah. yeah regardless of how we got to this place and why our minds work the way that they do and whether or not um, re relying on or, or utilizing these spiritual practices is because of the biological construction of our brains or because of some, uh, some sentient universal entity, um, it doesn't matter. I think there's, va there's huge value there. And it's, it's, it's almost, in my opinion, like a requirement uh, to contribute to having a happy and fulfilled life. Yeah. But we had a we had a really great conversation yesterday because um and I should say like you say I'm woo woo and he's scientific, but the reality is is that I believe everything he believes and then I believe my stuff too and that could not be said the other way around at times, right? So just because I'm woo woo and spiritual does not believe that I don't believe in any of the foundational stuff that he brings to the right. table as a scientist. So in that sense, my beliefs are probably like the next level of things that he doesn't indulge in, which is totally fine. Um, but we had like a conversation yesterday and I think that this happens in couples when someone goes through like a spiritual awakening changes a lot of who you are and how you see the world and how you approach things. And I think Adam can confidently say that my spiritual journey over the last year not only saved my bipolar disorder, but it saved our eventual marriage because of the way that we were able to move forward. So in that, he owes a lot of gratitude to it. But there is a, there is like fear that comes up when someone starts to believe in things that aren't what weren't in their lexicon a year prior, et cetera. And he said something to me of like, well, just don't use those words. And I had to say, hey, wait a minute, like that doesn't feel good to me. Like I'm going to use the words I want to use that feel good to me. And it's coming to a place where I can believe in reincarnation and that there is an afterlife and that the spirit world exists and that we're all one. And what we do here like matters in Australia, right? Like I can believe in spirit guides and angels and ancestors and all that stuff. And he doesn't have to, and that doesn't that do, that doesn't have to threaten our relationship at all. Right. Like it's okay to have two people who believe two separate things. Yeah. It's just I think it's just like an individual, not coping mechanism, but just like it's a way to view the world and a way to navigate it. And if it's not hurting anyone, and it's actually, you know, reinforcing and and, and elevating your existence, therefore elevating your marriage because you're a happier individual who understands the world better, then it's like, who the fuck, you know, who the fuck cares? But 
Ben, what do you think? He's not a he's not spiritual. I'm not I w- I'm I wouldn't necessarily call myself spiritual. I meditate regularly, but I think exactly what you just said where we've had similar conversations Maddie and me about you know, like for example, she was doing or has been doing a manifestation course and to me there are some things that you know that feel different from what I'm accustomed to at least with Maddie. And so in that sense, it is kind of what you're saying, Scout, or like you're not used to those things from your partner and it can be a, a little worrisome or just different. It can feel different. So in that sense, that's something I've been trying to get used to. And ultimately what I come back to is exactly what Maddie said, where if it's not hurting anyone and it makes that person feel good, all good by me. Do do you. All right. Let's transition to a little more upbeatness. Let's do a round <laughs> A round of rapid fire. What Uh-oh. is? <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I, didn't. I got a rapid fire. Okay, well, no, wait, ben, wait, all... do you or do you not like affogatos? <laughs> <laughs> let's clear it up can, once can I, and for can all. Can I be honest? Can I be perfectly honest? The other day when we were at your home and you offered me an affogato, I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what was going to come out. I had no idea you what you were going to bring so up. Sounded so enthusiastic, Ben. <laughs> I had no idea. But I just love Adam's enthusiasm. So I knew, <laughs> one, if, if he's this enthusiastic, it's probably going to be good. And two, it's probably coffee. And I'm good with coffee. So, yes, by all means, make your coffee concoction. Bring it. We'll enjoy it. I'm sure it'll be great. But in that moment, when you That's ask fair. me, hey, Ben, would you like an affogato? <laughs> I had no idea what I was saying yes to. <laughs> and then I went to go record with Scout. And I was like, oh, fuck. Ben's fucked. He doesn't. Well, you kind of like coffee, but he's not like a, a caffeine person. So I was like, espresso is very caffeinated. And he also doesn't like dairy free ice cream. So it was just I was scared. But you ate it all and you loved it. It was delicious. You made a great affogato. Awesome. And now I know what an affogato is. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Rapid fire. Couples edition. Number one, what is your go-to date night? Well, I mean, I think pre-COVID, it was probably like a really nice restaurant. Even when we had no money and would go to Denny's for dates and split a fucking $4 meal, we would always splurge on our anniversary at like a really nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to love, remember the dock? Yeah, in Newport. In Newport that was our I forgot that you guys place. lived in Newport. That's so yeah. true. Um, so that's probably our go-to. We used to do movies. I I I have had I've been so nostalgic for movie theaters and like an, a fun movie theater night. We that was like our go-to. Yeah, maybe it will be again in 2025, but uh, <laughs> not for a while. Yeah, <laughs> great. Okay. But yeah, we just we love to have. I mean, we don't go to clubs or we don't really go out that much. So it's nice to once in a while like have a reason to just get dressed up together yeah and we like get dressed up like i wear heels and a dress and put makeup on and we like go we go fancy yeah so, th- so we did that at home the other day for our anniversary that we forgot and had to make up for um yeah ours is like the more casual the better i think i mean we like we're foodies so we like to go to new restaurants but i feel like a movie theater night is usually the more common one all right number two favorite sex position by the way, Maddie's not reading off notes right now. She, uh, she just, I don't know where <laughs> she's spewing these questions from. This is just stream of consciousness. Oh, wow. Can we, can we, can we pause so I can go pick a random page in the Kama <laughs> Sutra and just quote, like, the most... You guys have the Kama Sutra? <laughs> the no. most, like, esoteric position that exists. 
<laughs> I think so. I have a. F- there's a difference between a favorite position and then the most used position, right? Utility. Yeah, yeah I got utility. you. I think that probably my favorite position, which we haven't done in a really long time, is reverse cowgirl. I don't understand why you like that. I don't. That, you, I don't know why either. Say that. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I just. I just feel very empowered when I do that. Noted. So is utilitarian missionary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Let's move. Let's move swiftly along. Okay. Wait, I didn't get. We didn't get um, impressions of the other way around, right? Like, aren't I supposed to give my impression on Ben? Sure. Well, okay. You told about oh, the but first do you, story. Do you still have rapid fire questions? I'm. I'm trying to find some more. Oh, good job <laughs> creating a whole segment and Sorry. not being prepared. Well, I really Very just, unlike I you. I really just wanted to ask those two questions. So. Okay. <laughs> Ben, what is the nicest thing that Mads has ever done for you? The first thing that comes to mind is I my first job out of college was really stressful. And I remember there was one week where nothing was going right. And I was texting Maddie about it. And then all of a sudden that afternoon, the front desk said there was like a Postmates delivery for me with my favorite cookie. And I didn't know, you know, like, did a client send it? Did a, one of my boss's clients send it? Who could have possibly sent this? And I saw it, and it was from it was from Maddie, and it was from Milk Jar Cookies, my favorite cookies, my favorite dessert, and it was just so thoughtful and so sweet, and I couldn't fathom how somebody who had their own job, their own life, their own things to worry about could take the time, take the thought to do that, and it was it was a very touching gesture. That's That's my go-to thing when someone asks a question like that. That's the thing that comes to mind. Aw, what's the best thing I've ever done for you? The nicest thing. I can tell you what the nicest thing you've ever done for me is. Okay, you tell me. I have always wanted a typewriter ever since I was a really little girl, and it was always a dream of mine to own a typewriter. And you bought me one in the first year of dating, and it was like, it was just cool because it was a dream of mine, and it was something that I don't know why I had never fulfilled, and it was really, you just like, Checked it off my list. Wow. Um, yeah, you? The grandest gesture might have been the PlayStation, but I don't know overall if that was... That was a mistake. <laughs> a good idea. It was a regretful purchase. <laughs> a regret. really, it was a regretful purchase. I, I think, think so. Sunday pancakes. Like, not to be, like, p- low-hanging fruit because it's recent. But no, it but something that I do for you that, like, you you weren't expecting, and then I did something for you. Like, it could be on Valentine's Day or a birthday. Do you have something in mind? No, but I do a lot for you. Yeah, I know. You definitely do. Adam, say anything. Anything. <laughs> just. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Like, see I'm what I did? The key, right now. the key is to say the first thing that comes to mind. So you have something quick. You feel confident. Don't think about the best thing. Just say, you know what? The first thing that comes to mind and then just fill in the blank. Well, you she could have accepted Sunday pancakes. <laughs> I know you. Re- that's a great thing. I I I enjoy okay. those. Okay. No, the, you do. She does so much for me, though. I was looking for more of a. Sub- okay, we'll take the Sunday pancakes. I'll I'll, I'll get, get back to you. you. Okay, I love sometimes you. Sometimes my memory isn't the best. Sometimes it's remarkable, and sometimes <laughs> it's bafflingly terrible. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something I've done for you that's like a big grand gesture. I feel like I've done so many things, but I can't think of actually one right now either. Huh. But you should because you experienced it from me. Mads, <laughs> what's the best thing Ben's ever done for you? The sweetest thing. Okay, now I'm on, on the spot. So actually, Ben, it, he hasn't done it in a <laughs> What is this? He, 
he wrote letters to me every month that we were together every month and then he stopped a year ago i gave you one recently a few months ago i thought so he I, gave me I, one randomly a few yeah. months ago, but in the beginning, for the first three years, he gave me a letter a month, and it was very, very sweet. O- only because, and look, I know it's very time-consuming, but the thing is, I really love them because I have a notoriously terrible memory, so I don't remember anything I ever do. So these letters would be like recaps of what we did that month, and I was like, oh my god! That was such a fun trip that I just like completely erased from my mind. So it was a nice little like time capsule. Okay, that reminds me of the right, the correct answer of mine that Scout used to for a year and through much of the darkest, da- hardest days of the quarantines would leave a post-it note uh, next to the coffee machine every morning um, with a nice little note on it. Every single morning so that when he poured his coffee he saw a little note from me that said things like i love you you're the favorite part of my day i hope you smiled when you woke up just really great that, ways that to start is your just day. that's love Adorable. that's yeah. love that's love right yeah. there so hold on to defend myself real quick for oh, why I oh stopped. yes ben so i was cranking out these cards at a rate faster than they were creating new cards and I didn't just want the whole to. card industry just stopped <laughs> making cards, I <laughs> or guess. At least wherever I was buying them from. Because I remember I would go to shop for more and I'd be like, ah, I, I've used these in the past four months. Do you have any new ones? They said, no, this is all we got. So I just stopped writing the cards altogether, not even thinking you can write a blank card. Yes, there were, so many, there were so many other solutions. But I've, I've uh, slowly but surely started resuming them. That's incredible. It's a nice little like mini gratitude journal in a way. Yeah, I hear that. Okay, so we have both, the four of us, one would say for our age, I think for our age, have been in very long-term relationships, five and eight and a half years. What's the, like, what's the one thing you two have learned from being in a relationship together? And what's like one piece of advice you would give anyone listening who is either in a relationship that's getting serious and they want it to last? So I always say the thing, the thing that I attest both my and Ben successful relationship is that we are both very independent and we both have individual interests, hobbies, passions, and we give each other space. And I think I just have never been the type of girl that has felt so like dependent on him. And I, I hear about, you know, women feeling like they lose their identity in a relationship or that they feel, they feel so dependent on the other person that they just don't even know who they are alone. And that's just so sad to me. And I also think that is really what ends a lot of relationships and is the demise of them. So I, I always, uh, I always attribute it to that. I mean, we're just, we live such like, separate lives but on the same plane if that makes sense so we always come together and can like talk through things and uh like catch each other up but it doesn't feel like we're like holding on to one another for like grasping for air if that makes sense yeah if there's anything that's second to that for me it's probably we the times we're at our best i think is when we can talk through things so the most frustrating points are when one of us shuts down but we've gotten, I think, very good at over the past few years when we're upset or we're, we have something we want to express, just finding the right time, the right moment, the right temperament to express it rather than shutting down or letting something fester. 
And I think that is super powerful. Like there were like, you know, throughout the five years, there have been times where maybe a date night went poorly. And it's really easy in that situation to just go your separate ways. Like when we weren't living together, um, like, for example, if the plan was date night and then one of us would sleep over, if you get in a fight, the easy thing to do is, OK, let's go our sub separate ways and uh, we'll go home upset. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And. I always thought that was the easy way out and not a gratifying way. The better solution, even though it was hard for like five, ten minutes, is talking through things. And once we flex that muscle enough, it doesn't even get to that point very frequently anymore because we we are more open about communicating things before it gets to that level. So I think after the point about independence that Maddie mentioned, which might not work for everybody, if you have two very codependent people, you should know your partner is very codependent and and cater to that if it's something that feels good. But for two independent people in a relationship, that is the most important thing. And I think second to that for me has been uh, being you know, honest and communicative in the right way. You don't always need to lash out how you feel in that moment. Sometimes you have to recognize, you know what, this is something that's upsetting me. Right now is not the right forum. Um, but I feel confident that you know, in the next 24 hours or whatever the case may be, I'm going to express this and life will go on. We'll get through it together. And sometimes swallowing your pride, like just like sometimes, and I see this a lot in some of my friends' relationships, like they just like cannot back down. They're like, I'm right. Like I will never back down or say sorry or whatever. It's like there is a certain point where like it doesn't fucking matter who's right. Like if it's hurting the other person, swallow your motherfucking pride and cater to that person because you love them. And it's easy to have a defense, like a, a reaction to just say, uh, to, to defend the accusation and, and just like argue that you're not doing anything wrong, but growth and com- and growing together requires being able to hear those things mm-hmm. and take a minute to process and say, uh, what's my part in this? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and trying to identify that so that you can do something about it. And that invites the other person to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah I d- Go ahead, Scott. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think, like, my number one tip or the reason why I feel like we've been together for eight and a half years, happily married, and, like, are very committed to the long-term vision is that there isn't an option. There's, like, no plan B. There's no other option for us. Like, this is it for us. Like, that commitment is so rooted. Like, we are each other's foundations, he's my family, he's my, he is my life, this is the most important relationship in my life, and I think that where people go wrong is that sometimes things go hard, and they, like, imagine an out, or think of something else, right, so I just think that if things get really serious with someone, to make that commitment, and to really hold, hold on to it, because that's what allows you to move through times that are difficult, like, Adam and I were outside, and we were joking, and he said, you know, if we get divorced, I'm gonna, buy our kids a lizard and send it home with you and then he was like I'm so sorry and then after he was like I'm so sorry I never think of us getting divorced like we don't we don't even joke about getting divorced like that's not even that would be the most cruel thing you could ever do like yeah. not divorcing me I but sending our children divorcing. home with the lizard like that's secondary to the bringing had, the lizard home yeah no I had never considered the pos- the hypothetical before but we were just talking about how much scout hates lizards and I was just thinking, in what possible world could I fuck with her with a lizard? But the point <laughs> is, the point is, is that like something like that, Adam and I like literally never even joke about. The word divorce doesn't even enter this house ever, ever, ever. And I think that that's the most special part is that our foundation is like 
really fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. Wow. How delightful. It, it, it helps when one isn't bipolar, but this you know what, what can you what we can you do? We need the steadiness, but I don't know, Adam. Uh, is Adam the steady one? No. <laughs> Adam's got his own set of issues we too. Don't know. <laughs> but what I've always said and what I said at your wedding was you guys feel like you complement each other so well and you're like each other's lifeline. Like both of you, I remember you guys had broken up at one point because like you both had very large issues you had to work through. But like and people think like, oh, I have to work through these alone. But actually, you guys worked through them together better than you would have ever done individually, which is very interesting. And I think some people think like, oh, I have this issue. I need to work out. I need to do it without my partner. Whereas like you guys were each other's support systems through that time. And I don't I can't yeah. imagine you guys yeah. like doing that individually. I should say I've more. I worked through my shit while well, we were together for eight and a half years. Yeah. So, well, I I always, you know, thought really highly of scout and and her spirit and and had such affection for her and uh i was a year sober at the time when i decided i was ready to like i sort of spent that previous year not wanting any emotional entanglements and just wanting to have to sit with my own um bag of crap and 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 clean it all up uh without like being distracted in any way or you know with minimizing distractions and then you know i i thought to call her um or message her and and just see how how she was doing and and i saw that she was sort of in a similar place where i think we both expected um that we had a lot to offer to the world or at at least hoped that we might and wanted to do our best to try to reach um, whatever level that we could and we're both had experienced this place of really being broken down at this young age and 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 needing to climb back up this mountain and and i it just seemed like such a perfect thing that we could do that together it's so true it's so true and you guys did it and it's all your all your problems are solved and I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, as a general general recommendation, that like sick, l- like early twenty year olds should get together <laughs> and see what happens. But it worked. <laughs> and I think, yeah, like, and and in large part, at that point in time, we were both serious about uh, moving uh, up onward and upward mm-hmm. from our issues. And there, there were there were going to be challenges, but uh, but we were committed to that um, progress. But we're also very much like the two of you. Like we're very, we have independent lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, think I, it's key. I really do. It's so key. Like I have a totally different career than he does. I see my friends without him. He does the same thing. Like we'll go all day without talking to one another, and it's totally fine. Like I can be in LA for a week, and it's fine. I think you're right, Mads. That you have to somehow have your own life too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, this was um, a delight. Uh, I think the listeners are going to walk away with like very tangible steps of what they need to do when they're in a relationship, which is basically mirror what we have. I'm so excited to hear what they say. Sisters, if you guys DM us at OKSIS Podcast, I want to hear what your thoughts are because sometimes it's interesting when you get to know people and then they introduce their significant other and you see like a whole other dynamic. And I want to know. I know. I wonder if we're we're the exact same or if they saw something I wonder if if our like voices sound different. I think yours sounds the same. You did your (laughs) (laughs) kind of laugh a few times. So 
Wait, Ben, what did you say that I sound like? A goat? No. No, I would never say that. <laughs> oh, my God. He, well, first of all, you call me goat in Farsi. So uh, just because the word, <laughs> the word for goat is a fun word. It's buzz. So he goes, hello, buzz, and he go under my double chin. No, but what did you call me when I was like, <laughs> a sheep? I don't remember. I don't remember. That's why I laugh. <laughs> oh, God. See, Adam and I are very similar. Wait. Uh, yeah, you guys are. And Ben and I are, are a lot more like, OK, yeah. wait, real quick. Adam and Ben, are you guys happy that you both have the two of each other in your life and that you were introduced to one another? Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Adam ben. just turned into a bro. He turned into his frat, his frat, his short lived frat you, man. experience. Yeah, I'm a friend. Yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it was really nice to have a fellow ambassador to the Mayo family to, to show me the ropes as I first you know, joined, joined the fray. Okay, well, we love you guys. Thanks for being our biggest cheerleaders, our hype men. Are they hype, hype, they're men. hype men? They're hype men. Thank you for being the first male guest to ever grace the OK Sis podcast's community ears, yes. all the things. And an we love you. We are so proud to call you our significant others. And you are stuck with me and Mads yep. as a, you know, a duo for the rest of your life. So, yep. you know, mazel tov to you guys. Yeah. You're you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, follow Ben's podcast. How do you do podcast? Listen to my episode. And Adam, fo fo so follow Adam because he, he is funny on stories. And yeah, I've tried to get Instagram's him on TikTok because his humor really would translate well to TikTok. But I don't think he's like willing to put in the work. So everyone go follow him uh, for his stories. No, but his Instagram's on private because he's like ah. a scientist. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he can't be scientist. making a fool out of himself on the internet. Ugh. Maybe if yeah, you try sort to of like follow him. <laughs> yeah, just don't worry about just it. Don't worry you know? about him. If it, if my science gets good enough that I'm ready to sort of like launch a, so a public identity, then I'll then I'll let you know. But like I I, I can't screw that up before I know, I before him. I even have you know a chance at maybe like, accomplishing that. No, I told him today. I said you should be on LinkedIn. Like you should have a really great oh he, LinkedIn is perfect for you, dude. There is nothing more embarrassing than LinkedIn influencers. I'm sorry, I said it. I uh, said there, it. There are LinkedIn influencers. <laughs> there are LinkedIn influencers. There are people. There are LinkedIn influencers. The only thing okay, I, I use LinkedIn for. I spent all morning working on my LinkedIn profile to become a LinkedIn influencer. You asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Here goes my Sunday. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, sisters. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy if Valentine's you are, Day. If you were single on Valentine's Day, it is not just about romance. It is about love all around the world. And we love you. We love you. I love you too.